Look, tell my mama I've been missing the money, been calling, I pick up the phone in a blink. I said she really gonna love me no matter the status, I give her a second to think. I've been giving back. I had to go get my pad for this one because this episode is about to be serious. Um, Because I actually planned this whole episode. I, I planned what this episode is gonna be. And why I said get my pad for this one is this whole month, I don't know why, I've been trying to be very, what's the word? To be very grounded in everything I do. So like, I've not been on social media as much as I used to be. When my body feels impulses to do certain things, I try and cut myself off. Like say my phone goes, I try and stop myself, feel the impulse to go and reach my phone and just be like, nah, at this moment I'm doing this. You see what I'm saying? A lot of the times I can't even go to sleep without watching, uh, like watching certain things. In the last two, three weeks, I've been trying to recalibrate my system to go into sleep without any type of stimulus. And at the first bit, I was talking to one of my boys, David, David Larby, shout out to David Larby. I was talking to David Larby and he was like, actually I wasn't talking to him. He said something on his social media and it really stuck with me. It was like, when you're trying to change, it's hard at first, then it gets easier. So the first week of this whole process, like I, I slept like, I'm pretty sure I slept like eight hours in like four, a four day period. It was really bad. And now I've gotten to a point where it's like, I'm just sleeping normally. I'm sleeping like at least like a seven, eight hour day night i mean and another thing i've been trying to do is like in the mornings i have a, a meditate meditative period where it's just me being quiet i'm just present um and then straight after that i take my i take my journal and i just write i just write that's one thing that the the creative act it's not the creative act actually the artist's way the artist's way another book that i'm reading is telling me to do so was telling me to do so um i've been trying to do that every day this month about two days ago i was writing i didn't really have anything to write but i figured that i was moving i'm basically ending the tenancy in the place i'm staying in right now and i was like thinking about it i was thinking about everything that has happened in this last I feel like it's been maybe three months in this last three months period that I've been in this room and I just started writing. And before I moved into this place, let me give you like a little backstory. Prior to moving into here, I was living in a flat. I was living in a flat in the East and um, I just decided to move into a place. It's literally, a, it's a room that is probably twice the size of the room I was living in in Reading but it's in a nice area of London. It's in like central London next to Pim, it's in Pimlico. It's just a nice area of London, whilst East is the opposite. <laughs> and uh, I decided to move in here for like a three, three, four month period before I move somewhere else. Kind of just allowing it to be a little like creative retreat. The reason it's a creative retreat is because the people that live here are very creative people. So when I talk, when I tell you, or I told you earlier about my friend, Dennis, um, and I also have another friend called Offie. They both live in this place. Um, and I decided about three, four months ago, because I was in a bad place, like creatively, I was like, you know what? Instead of just moving into another place where I'll be alone, I want to go back to the, to the period where 
I surround myself with people and not just any type of people, people who I want to be like. Dennis and Offy, the two people that I'm living with right now, um, they're the most creative people that I, like they're the people you see on the street and you're like, yo, these people are creatives. And I always looked up to them because they seem like everything just work out for them without them really trying. And I was just like, you know what? There's 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 something about you that I really want. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and immerse myself in the environment that you immerse yourself in. And this house, this place has been very significant for me because even from three years ago, way before 18 went off, way before everything went off, um, Dennis used to stay in this yard. So when I came to London, I would always come to this place and I would be looking around. I was like, yo, is this what London looks like? But obviously Pimlico is like central London. So not all of London looks like this, but like this house has always been a part of my musical journey. I remember I told you in one of the episodes in the past, I was like, I was at the edge. There was there was a point I was at the edge of having a, it's not mental breakdown, it's like, like sensory overload when everything was just getting too much. And one of my boys at that point, that's Dennis, he put on his story, he was like, yo, I'm trying to go pick up some stools from East, far, far East. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. So I was like, you know, I was, I was in, I'd, I'd been in, I'd been in a period where it's like, um, I'm in my yard in this big flat all on my own, waking up early in the morning to go to the gym, straight back after that to write, raps and then staying up until like flipping 9 p.m in the evening rinsing and repeating after doing that for so long you just you just like it gets too much it gets too much and i felt the fact that it was gonna cut it was becoming too much i felt that and when i saw it on his on his story i was like you know what i haven't seen dennis in a in a bit let me just go let me just go link dennis let me help him with this and when i went to link him it was like it was one of the one of the craziest periods because I was telling him all the stresses I was feeling. I was telling him all of this, all the things I'm going through. And this guy just like, he was so bubbly, man. He was, he was so energetic. He was so energetic. He was so like, like, I don't know, man. And if there was one person that's still trying to figure it out, it's Dennis, but he's just enjoying the route. You see what I'm saying? And that for me was so infectious. I was like, what, what is it that you know that I don't know? And ever since then, I was like, you know what? I need to be talking to Dennis more. I need to find out who else. And because I've been in this yard uh, or I've known this yard for three years or so, Offy was another person that I met earlier. So I just decided to start hanging out with these guys more. Um, and then my old yard was coming to the end of its tenancy. Luckily, this there was a room, there was a room available in this yard so i was like you know what why why don't i just move there so yeah for the last three four months i've been in this room this room is very weird because the area outside if you look at it from the outside you're like yo this is an expensive area but in this room it's like a trap house like <laughs> i was on live one day and somebody somebody com commented on a live they were like yo this guy this guy's blown up he's verified but he's still living in a trap house i was like yeah, fam yeah i know like when I moved into this room, this room was supposed to be my Muhammad's crib. And um, I don't know why, it's always had a, it's always had a, like, in my head, I've always thought about it as Muhammad's crib. If you don't know what Muhammad's crib is, um, J. Cole is one of the people I look up to quite a lot, you know? I think it was whilst he was making um, Forest Hill Drive. 
he'd gotten the fame of his his last project and he decided to take some time for himself to try and work on himself. You see what I'm saying? Because he still felt there were certain things missing in his career that would take him to the next level. So whilst he had the fame, he had the accolades, he still had to like, you, let me humble myself, bring myself back to the roots and figure out where to go next. And so moving into this place, that was kind of the same for me because obviously 18 had taken off, um, industry had the had the things with the industry but then i still felt like there were certain things that were missing like missing in the story like i hadn't i hadn't patched certain things in and um i have to say yeah this last four months has probably been one of the best four months in my career so far like not outwardly i'm talking about inwardly i've realized so many things about myself so many things about the place I want to go and the place I want to take this, not just because of the people I've been surrounding myself with, not just because of the fact that in this area, you can actually just go for walks and it's actually safe. You see what I'm saying? Like a safe, people are actually smiling at you, like smiling at you on the road. Yeah, smiling at you on the, on the road. It's such a beautiful area to spend like a summer in London. And so in this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about some of the lessons I learned from Maya um, Mohammed's crib, which is, my my stay in Pimlico. The first thing, actually, let's take it back to the start. Welcome to the Diary of an Aspiring Artist. This is a podcast that tells you exactly what it takes to be an artist in the current music scene. I'm your host, Hello Vico, VIC. So the first thing I learned from my time in Mohammed's crib or Den's crib, the first thing is be about, right? Dennis, one of the main things that he lives by is just being about follow your gut instinct you see what i'm saying like for the first two years i was in london first two years i was in london i was just staying at home because i was like you know what everything that i need to do just has to be online there's no need for me to leave the house i'm trying to make my paint game as good as possible so like i was i'd i'd moved i'd, I'd done everything that i wanted to and when it came to enjoying the fact that i made it into london i made it into the big city I was still like working. So what's the point of me being in London? Dennis's philosophy is the whole opposite. Two years ago, when I was making the music video for 18, I had to get some friends to, to be in the music video. And Dennis was one of those people. He was also trying to get a footing in the photography industry in London, right? And through that, he was able to get like his footing through the directors and obviously do what he is. If you look at where Dennis is now, two years later, that he's like, his trajectory has gone like exponential. And me looking at that, looking at the fact that he doesn't hustle or he doesn't hustle in the same way that I would say that I was hustling in the last two years. I had to start thinking like, yo, what was it that he did differently that he's actually enjoying? You see what I'm saying? Like he's not even stressing the whole, the whole process. He's just enjoying the fact that he's in a moment and things are working out for him. So that is one of the things that I had to, be like I need to I need to learn this from you and here that's his whole philosophy because when you're about you increase the likelihood of serendipitous like activities happening it's like I don't know man I don't know how to explain it it's just like if you're about like a lot of this industry a lot of life is about who you know and if you're about meeting people if you're if you're people's person life just works out for you that's the first thing because ever since i ever since i started staying here this place is in central london um it's a lot easier to get to places so anywhere dennis and offie are like 
I'm like, yo, I need to get there. Like any invites that I got, I'm like, yo, I need to go here. And by doing that, I've done the maddest things. Like I was in, a, I was in Tiffany Calver's um, event. I was in the Brits after party. I was in flipping. And that's just by being about. That's the first thing, just be about. Second thing, actually even being about, by me and Dennis, I met this, um, this, this crazy, two crazy directors, been working with them um have like a studio space has have multiple studio spaces i now use to make my freestyles like everything is just leveled I've, I've i've met some like crazy instrumentalists so what i've always wanted to do is like i've always wanted to have like a live band when i perform by being about you start to meet like this other day it was weird it was weird because i don't even go out at night right and there was one time that dennis was like yo there's a there's a there's an event in west and I'm like, fam, West is all that way. Like, and it's like, what time does it start? It starts at 11. I was like, fam, I don't even want to go, bro. It's my, it's my bedtime, this, that. But I was like, yo, you know what? Be about. I went to the event and all right, yeah, you talk to different people. But five minutes before I was about to leave, I met this one guy and he's like some crazy guitarist. And this was straight after I come off tour with Wes Nelson. He was a crazy guitarist. He said he was just on tour as well. And by that, we just like connected. And now I'm having a show and he's gonna come and play. And that's that's my that's my that's my world into that live instrumental space. You see what I'm saying? Just be about. Um that's the first lesson. Second lesson is look for all. This is a lesson I learned from one of the books I've been reading. Because um a lot of the time, let me start again. One of the things I've been forgetting in this whole music industry is the reason I came into this and the whole reason I'm making music. The reason I'm making music is just to free myself. I feel like this world is made to just like make you feel as small as possible. Like once you become an adult, you put so many, you put so many blocks in yourself. You're like, nah, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. And then all of a sudden you stop, you stop seeing how beautiful everything is. I was, I was talking to Dennis the other day. Yeah, I was talking about like, when you go on the train or you, when you go in the tube, right? You just kind of look at the five meter square foot radius around you. You don't look down the train. Like when you get on a train, next time you get on a train, right? Try just like imagining the first time you went on to like on the tube. The first time I went on the tube was like, I don't know, like 10 years ago. And I remember I was like, yo, this is so crazy. Like all these people, like how about you go back to that and like start seeing that, start seeing that again. And by doing that, the craziest, like I don't, I don't know, man. In the last, in the last week, in the last two weeks, my writing has leveled up so much just because looking for all frees you. You see what I'm saying? The whole aim, yeah, the whole aim of music or any type of creativity is to go back to being like children, right? Because deep it, a child will go and like draw something on a wall. And then go and show their, like, tell their parents, yo, yo, come see what I, like, not thinking that this guy is just to face the wall because he just has something in his head that he had to get out. The child just had something that they had to get out. And that's the perfect form of art. They, the child finds it beautiful so that art is beautiful. Not thinking about any of the restrictions that comes from, like, putting the paint on the wall. But when we become adults, like, we start to conform to so many societal rules it shrinks, it shrinks the whole aim of art, right? So 
second point the second point is go back and find the awe in everything go back and find the awe in your writing like go back to next time you pick up the pen to write i don't know man just look at things differently try and look at things differently and it takes it takes a while to start seeing things differently but the whole aim in your head should be let me start to notice everything around like it's the first time i've just seen it um that's the second thing i've i learned the third thing the third thing yeah Offie's just outside the window right now. He's trying to distract me. <laughs> uh, yo, the third thing, the third thing, the third thing, don't chase the money. Don't chase the money. Chase the art and the money will come. Chase the connections and the money will come. It's kind of the same rule as the first one where it's like be about, right? Because there was this event I went to the other day, yeah. And there were certain people that came to this event. I think it was like Tiffany Calvis thing. There were certain people that came to the event and I was thinking, I was like, yo, what, what do you actually do? Those people were in those places just because they knew people that were in those places. If, if it came, if it, if, you, if, it, if it was like, yo, you don't know anybody here and we stripped it back to like what you actually do, you don't do anything, but you just know people. You see what I'm saying? Don't chase the, don't chase the money, chase the connections, chase real connections with people and everything else comes. The whole aim of this music thing, of this art thing is to try and find, find, find a way to connect with people because this whole earth, all we need is somebody else to be like, yo, I get what it's like to be like you. You see what I'm saying? Like, I get what it's like to go through that. The whole thing is about connections. And in this yard, I've made some of the, some of the best, I've met some of the best people, man. I like, and this just makes for better music because what I'm trying to prioritize these days is just having the right people around me and the right people around you helps further boost your knowledge of the type of person that you want to be. I guess it just helps you understand yourself better. And one thing, one thing I got twisted at the beginning because my next project talks about it a lot more but one thing i got twisted was i went for the money over the connections and now i've had to and now i've reached a point in my career where like you need the connections so like the money doesn't mean shit <laughs> you see what i'm saying um fourth thing fourth thing um fourth or fifth thing fourth thing you need to prioritize rest a lot of your best ideas come when you're rested. I don't know how many times I've been running on Steam and then gotten pissed at myself when I come to write and nothing comes out. <laughs> like, it's like you're not giving your brain enough time to recover from the stress that you're putting it into and yet you want it to come again and like continue producing like that's kind of like slavery you see what i'm saying like who thrives who thrives under a harsh working like work environment nobody and that's kind of like what you're doing to your brain when you don't give it time to rest so um like i said in the beginning i've been trying to give myself like eight hours of sleep seven hours eight hours of sleep and what's so toxic about this industry is like i am not I'm not divorced from this because I push it a lot <laughs> in my earlier stuff. But the thing of like, oh, like working all through the night, then we only have like two hours to sleep. Like, 
I'm not divorced from it because like I have done that multiple times, but my whole aim now is to, and one thing I've noticed now when I'm giving myself enough time to rest is like, it's more about quality over quantity because end of the day, quality is the stuff that you're gonna be, you're gonna look back on 10 years time and be like, yo, I'm glad I wrote that. Like that came out right. You see what I'm saying? Um, Fourth, fifth, fifth thing, one, two, three, four, five. Fifth thing is trusting the process. Trusting the process. And this goes back to the episode, was it last, last month or two months ago, where I got the realization on the trip to Boston. Life happens whether you want it or not. Your life is gonna play out the way, the exact way it's supposed to play out. And I feel like recently I've been, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's the podcast I've been listening to, maybe it's the books I've been reading, and the books I've been reading, crazy, man. Like the the Rick Rubin, the creative act, that that book has changed everything. I don't know if I've said this already, but it's changed everything. Um, but my trust for the process is just leveled up so much. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't really care about all these things that happen on the road. I don't care what anybody else says about the music or the thing that I'm making right now because I'm making it because I know I need to make it. Being authentic to yourself is one of the biggest things I've learned. And if you're authentic to yourself, authentic to the person that you are, your path is gonna play out the exact way it's supposed to play out for you. You see what I'm saying? Um, Trust the process is the fifth thing that I've learned. I don't even know, I don't even know how to explain that in terms of the last three months, last three, four months whilst I've been in my Mohammed's crib. Because actually, let me let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. At the start of the year, I'm pretty sure I was not complaining, but I was saying that they're like it's just me on my own, right? It's just me on my own. In this last three, four months. I've gotten a team of people. I've, I've some way, somehow gotten a team of people around me who are mutually interested in what we're trying to build here. And not just because of me, we have a mutual relationship. And it's, it's just worked itself out in a way that the content that is being put out is amazing. The music that is being put out is amazing. The places that we're going is, is amazing. Like everything is just working out. And it's just because I decided to be like, you know what? I ain't gonna give up right now. I'm gonna continue going and hope in the fact that people are gonna understand what it's trying to do here. You see what I'm saying? Like, it just worked out. I can't say how it worked out, it just did. So then this goes back to the trust in the process and you, I can't I can't say it for you to understand. You have to go through it yourself. Trust, this is one thing. This is one thing I've been saying recently. It's like trust has to move from a noun to an adjective, like a doing word. It has to be a doing word for it to for you to actually see results from it sixth thing is to give now this is one i want to talk about because i've got a friend yeah my most recent song that i put out is called money up right i've got a friend um i was like yo there's this song that i've got i've got coming out i, I want to try and promote it it was like all right cool let's go to the let's go to the casino reach to the back of his car he brought out like five grand that's the different type of money that explains who benji is right I've got to explain what just happened. Um, I tried to record everything in the last yard, but now I'm looking to edit. It seems that everything after that Benji point has gone missing. So now I have to do it all again, but it's all good. I spent the last like two days moving into this new yard, but it's all good. It's all good. Let me continue with the Benji story, right? So we walk into the casino. Um, 
and everybody is so excited to see Benji. The 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 manager of even the manager of the company of the the casino comes down and gives Benji a handshake. The dealers are saying hi to Benji. And I don't understand why. Maybe it's because of the fact that he's been there for a while, that he knows people. But then when we sit down on a blackjack table, Benji says hi to everybody on the table. Um, Benji is like the big spender because everybody else, I think the person that bought next to the same amount of money that Benji had, had like maybe like 300 pounds and Benji had five grand, right? So now there were different people. There were certain people on a, on a blackjack table. There's some people that are like, They've, they've been doing this for a while and there's some people that are really new to it. So even the people that were new to it, Benji was like, yo, you know what? Use my box as well. So like if somebody has a box that they have open and somebody new is using that box, you can kind of like increase the amount of money that you make um, if that person wins, if the high roller wins, right? So Benji was like, yeah, come use my box. Like I got free space here. And the whole night, even though Benji like 30 minutes in, Benji was down three grand. Three grand is certain people's quarterly, yearly wage. <laughs> like I was like, you know what, bro? It's time to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like it's time to it's time to call this quit. Um, but he was like, you know what? The whole time he was like, we can bring it back. We can bring it back. And whilst doing that, even whilst this guy's down a hundred pound chip, this guy would just be tipping the dealer. Didn't understand it, but it's just the person he is. Benji is just a giving person. After an hour, everybody starts yelling. I don't really know how to play back blackjack, but everybody starts yelling. I'm asking Benji, yo, what's happened? He was like, yo, we just won. Um, I'm like, how much have you won? He's like, eight grand. So Benji starts with five grand, leaves the table with 13 grand. It's, there was something about, there was something about that moment that every single person in the table was so happy for Benji. The, the dealer was obviously more happy for Benji because all through the, we were on that table for maybe an hour and a half. And in that hour and a half period, the dealer had made over one and a half grand from Benji just by tips. That's just insane. It's just insane. And there was something in that that goes to show that the more you give, like with blackjack, with any type of poker or any type of gambling, you don't know that you're going to win. You don't know it's going to work out. Just like faith, just like trust in the process. You don't know it's going to work out, but until you do it, you don't see the results of it. And you have to you have to be fully present. And it has to be it has to be the person you are for it to work. You see what I'm saying? Um I can't really explain it much more apart from that. Like give and you will see the results. Trust the process and you will see the results. The final thing is to be like a child. I don't know how else to explain this. That I I I I I had forgotten. I had forgotten about it. When I was a child, the whole aim was to make it into the industry because um, when I was in the industry, it would allow me to be so free. You see what I'm saying? To, it would allow me to do whatever I wanted because it seemed like adults were so boring. Adults had so many rules, right? And somewhere along the line, I kind of forgot that was the aim. You see what I'm saying? Because when you become an adult, you just become an adult. You get thrown into the real world with the whole like real world problems. And um we need to we need to like divorce ourselves from that. Go back to being a child. Go back to the to the think about it. I think I've made this analogy before. When a child makes a picture, they would make a picture on the wall. They would they would they would draw a picture on the wall and be like, yo, this is it. That is what we need to go back to. That's what we need to go back to. We need to go back to like experimenting for the for the 
love of experimenting not for the like oh what's what's gonna do well on tiktok what's gonna like what's my what's my friend gonna think what's my what's this gonna think like even even if the friend doesn't rate it like a lot of the time when a when a child draws a picture it looks rubbish it looks rubbish like if we're being honest it looks rubbish but the kid is so proud of it that they don't care what you think actually they do but (laughs) actually a kid a kid kind of does if you if you laugh at it but we just it's 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 not the it's not the result that we're chasing it's just the ability to create that we're looking for you see what i'm saying create like a child let me give the example of kanye right kanye does what kanye wants kanye creates just because he wants to create and he's probably one of the richest musicians you've ever seen like probably one of the most prolific musicians you've ever seen because he acts like a child obviously now it's come back to haunt him because he says what he wants to say he does what he wants to do but that's the that's the mindset that you have to go back to to make the best work you have to go back to making like a child because most of the musicians now that now you've heard this like to create like a child go and look at most of your favorite musicians apart from the whole music world those people are just they just do what they want because they want to do it that's what children do that's that's what you need to go back to stop putting as many boxes on yourself because that restricts the creativity that you do like go home a different route man go see different things because it's different don't don't stay in the same routine don't stay in the same routine that's what that's the death of creativity um yeah so final thing final thing i want to talk talk about and talk on speak on is protect your headspace being a creative is so different from what like all right think about it like this when a child when a child paints a picture and shows it to an adult its parent would like congratulate the kid but some other adult that doesn't know the kid would be like yo that's a shit piece of painting protecting your headspace means surround yourself with people that will allow you to experiment you see what i'm saying because a lot of this world a lot of this creative world is just us throwing out whatever is in our mind and putting it into the world a lot of the, a lot of that stuff is going to be rubbish if the people around us are people that are saying yo that's rubbish that's rubbish that will stop you from that will stop you from painting that will always stop the kid from experimenting right you have to put people around you that understand what it's like to be a creative that's what protecting your energy is and a lot of the time that will mean a lot of the friends that you grew up with that don't understand what it's like this this like this creative journey they 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 you you're gonna have to distance yourself in the last three four months i've had to distance myself with quite a lot of the people that i grew up with like it, and and that's just the way it is because at the end of the day the whole this creative act is us trying to be as authentic to ourselves like as possible we're not trying to be anybody else we're trying to be as authentic to ourselves as possible and only the people that get it get it people that don't get it don't need to get it get yourself around a circle of people that understand who you are and allow you to be yourself that's all it is and if you're authentic to yourself and you follow your intuition that's it bro that's the word if you follow your intuition it will lead you to the right people there's sometimes i know you probably get this feeling yeah where you meet somebody 
And from the first five seconds, you're like, yeah, this person gets it. And on the flip side, I know you know the feeling when you meet somebody and there's always something at the back of your mind. It's something that just doesn't sit right. And then all of a sudden, somebody, that person does something. You're like, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Always go with your gut feeling. That's where it's like protects your energy. Art is always about going with your gut feeling. It's all about feelings at the end of the day. Um, so those are the things I learned from being in this yard. I hope <laughs> I hope I said it in a way that you understood. Um, I don't know how many lessons those were because obviously I've recorded this over two days. But yeah, man, I, I hope you've gotten something out of that. I've moved into this new yard. It's crazy. Um, I'm looking forward to where this next bit of life takes me. The next, This next bit of creativity takes me. I'm sure it's going to be something sick, but in any creative act that you're being a part of this month or you're undertaking this month, I hope it goes well. And this was the diary of an aspiring artist with VIC. Hello, Vico. Um, peace.